What is going on, guys? Welcome to the GAR Capital Official Podcast. Great to be back for a brand new episode. Uh, episode 22, last week's episode, or like two weeks ago, uh, the rest of the year preview, the bull market we talked about. Things have changed, obviously, this past week with a nice sell-off this week. So if you were watching the markets on Wednesday and Thursday, you saw a big drop. And according to everybody in the world, the world was ending, right? Life as we know it was over. Capitalism is over. We're back to 2008. Well, not exactly. Let's talk about that, right? Let's talk about the market craziness, market correction, whatever you want to call it. So right now, I am staring at the SPX. This is the S&P 500. You could type this in in your uh, brokerage account. You could type this in your platform and see the S&P 500. I'm looking here on a daily chart. And you could see back in February, we had a nice big drop as well this year. So this wasn't the first one of its kind. It was a big correction. We hit an all-time high of 28.72. And we dropped all the way down to 25.80 in about, what, Maybe a week, two weeks. So like I always tell my guys, my clients, I say, stocks take the escalator up, but the elevator down. So they fall a lot faster than they actually go up, guys. Again, guys, you need to understand one thing, one thing alone. Trees do not grow all the way up to the sky. There's going to be times where people sell stocks. What a concept. This is one of the times that it does. So looking at the SPX, you could see this, the correction or sell-off, what have you. Uh, keep in mind, 10% off the all-time highs is a correction. 20% is a bear market. So let's kind of keep a little bit of perspective here. 28.72 to around 25.80, big correction. And then if you kind of held on and didn't do anything, you would have been finding the breakout back in July from 27.94 to the all-time high of 29.40 on the S&P. Now we're back out at 27.67. So a almost about 180 point drop in the S&P. Uh, big, um, almost, well, about 180 points is not exactly 10%, guys. Just a heads up from the all-time high. So we're technically not in correction territory. Is it a pullback? Absolutely. Definitely a healthy pullback. So looking at trend lines, if you want to take a look at this with me on a daily chart, we'd say that we broke the trend line right exactly at 28.840. Now, you probably say to yourself, well, Carlos, why do stocks route so fast to the downside? A lot of it has to do with short squeeze, we call. It's a squeeze. Um, they're squeezed to the shorts and the squeeze to the longs. So when stocks do get sold off, a lot of the times the stocks are being bought with margin, borrowed money. Again, an advanced technique from traders on the street for advanced traders. So be very careful to trade on margin, guys, because you're borrowing money. It's a loan. When your position goes down, you need to come up with more cash in order to keep the position open. If not, it'll be automatically closed, what we call a maintenance requirement. Well, if your position or holding, an example, Square, that fell about 12% in a day, your broker is going to make you put up some more cash. Well, what's the best way to bring up cash? You're going to have to sell some stocks in order to keep your position up, whether it's a long position uh, or whatever. Uh, but again, if you're selling stocks to raise cash, guess what? It cascades effect. You need to sell in order to raise cash. A lot of people did that this weekend. Actually, a margin call looked like it was hit on Thursday around 2.30. So if we want to bring up the SPX on a hourly chart, you can see right around that big candle around 2 o'clock on Thursday. 
that big move from 2767 to 2730. That's 30 handles in the S&P, huge, huge move. So again, you could see that it took out a lot of people who were long and they had to sell some stock. And then Friday, of course, we had a nice bounce back uh, right after CNBC had their markets in turmoil presentation, which is pretty funny uh, because a lot of people watch that. And, you know, you would think that the world was ending or there was a great depression happening. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's uh, stocks do not go forever, guys. Keep in mind. Uh, but there's one thing I do want to emphasize here, guys, when it comes to this correction or whatever you want to call it, pullback. Guys, the stock market is not indicative of the U.S. economy. A lot of people think that. It's actually incorrect. If you want to look at some economic data, we're at over 4% in GDP growth. That's gross domestic product. We're at 3.7% unemployment. Those are very, very bullish in the stock market. I mean, very bullish in the U.S. economy. Uh, wages are going up. Inflation is pretty tame. The only thing is that, you know, interest rates are going to rise because we're in a strong economy. Yes, we have a strong economy. People are spending money, according to the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment, which is uh, released about every two weeks, I believe, or every month. Every month, excuse me. If you look at unemployment claims, they're actually around 40-year lows. So again, the stock market is not indicative of this. But keep in mind, guys, and the SPX on a daily chart, where we closed literally is only about, I don't know, 100 points off the high that we had in February. Now, obviously, it's off the high that we had recently, the 2940, about 200 points. But again, still pretty much back in the range um, for about the rest of the year. We're actually still green in the S&P for 2018, even with this pullback. So, guys, keep a, have a sense of a little perspective here. And the fact that, you know, things are fluid. Things just don't keep going up and up parabolically. Ask any Bitcoin or cryptocurrency trader about that, right? So now we know what we've seen. Now we have a sense of perspective. Let's talk about the causes. What has caused this? Good question. So there's one thing I want you to take a look at, guys. There's a website I want you to take a look called TradingView. If you don't have a brokerage account or you're just one of those guys who just want to watch charts, TradingView is a very, very good, um, it's a very good platform. It's free of charge. And I want you to type in the ticker US10Y. And that's a 10-year government bond yield. These are the, actually the yield of the 10-year uh, bonds, which is government bonds, government debt. Now, keep in mind that banks are the ones that they base their mortgages, they base their loans only on this rate, 10-year bonds. They borrow at a two-year and they lend at a 10-year. So I'm looking on TradingView and I'm going to go ahead and add another, um, another chart. So let's go ahead and do that. We're going to do a comparison. And I'm going to compare the S&P 500. And we're going to see if they're going to have something called a deviation. I know jargon. Deviation means is it moving separately from exactly uh, the underlying asset. And I brought up here a 10-year yield with the S&P. And you could see a big deviation right around February. And you could see the 10-year yield. The yield of the 10-year is up 44% on this chart. This is a daily chart if you want to bring it up. And the S&P on the daily chart, it's coming back from July, is down 13.59% in comparison. So you could see that the 10-year yield is going up, yet the S&P is going down. Pretty stable, but not as spiking the way that the 10-year is happening. The 10-year is up. <clears throat> so the 10-year yield is going up. What does that tell you? That means bonds are being sold off. If bonds are being sold off, that means yield is going up. In order to attract more investors, 
the government in an auction has to raise interest rates in order to attract new investors. If bonds were in high demand, that means the price of bonds would go up. If price of bonds go up, yield goes down. Price and yield are always inverse, meaning they're opposite. So if we're getting a strong yield right now, what does that tell you? Bond prices are low. So again, if you are a bond trader or someone who wants to invest in bonds, they're relatively cheap because the yields are high. So they're not getting enough demand. A lot of people think that the Federal Reserve sets interest rates. They do for interbank lending. If you're a financial institution, you can borrow from the Federal Reserve right now at 2.25%. How great would that be to, uh, to borrow for a home at 2.25%? Used to, but not anymore. You can't do that now. Right now, it's around 30-year fixed rate is around 30. I mean, a 30-year fixed rate is around 5% just right now. So interest rates are going up. And the Federal Reserve is actually increasing interest rates, which is the prudent thing to do, which is correct because economic data is showing you that we're having a strong economy. So it's what happens, guys. Again, you can't keep interest rates low forever because interest rates being low causes inflation. Just a heads up. Back to bonds. Yields are going up, bonds are being sold off. Bonds are relatively a safe investment. So if I told you that a safe investment is decreasing in price, you would think that riskier assets like stocks would be going up. Yes and no. The stock market isn't an exact science, guys. It's still based on one thing and one thing alone, supply and demand. If you have buyers, stocks are gonna go up. If you have more sellers than buyers, stocks are gonna go down. Basic textbook. A response and answer. So right now, why you're seeing the deviation of rising interest rates and stocks, you would say, well, Carlos, there should be more demand for stocks because people are not buying bonds. Where else are they putting their money? That's the question. Are people holding cash right now? Maybe. Are people investing overseas? We know that's not true because European stock markets are down. Chinese stock markets are down. Emerging markets are down. So not many people are buying those kind of stocks. So where's the money going? Main thing I would say is cash. Main thing. Uh, you want to maybe more dividend playing stocks. Utilities. Because the only one that was green during the sell-off. So just a heads up. That's where things are going. I talked about it in a live, Instagram live on at GAR Capital. I talked about AT&T and Verizon are a safe bet because of their dividend, dividends of payouts. Um, and again... When yields go up on bonds, they're competing with investors. So if you're, a div if you're a company that has to pay out a dividend, you're gonna increase your dividend to pay out to attract those investors. So again, if you're a dividend uh, holder, dividend stockholder, you like rising interest rates because you're gonna get paid more. That's the other thing. So back to why these things happened. So now we talked a little bit about bonds and what happened. Great, bonds did go up really, really sharply just the last month went from a big move Back to bonds here. We went from 2. Point, this is in September, 2.9, right? To as high as three and a quarter. That's 350 basis points. Basis points is the number after the decimal, if you want to have it in layman's terms. So think about that. That's a really bullish move. That means bonds are really being sold off. Why are they being sold off? Like we talked about, it could be more of a risk appetite. Or it could be just the fact that people are winding their bonds in their portfolio because of future rate hike increases. So if the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates, why would you want to hold bonds for 10 years if your interest rate is not going to be as high or your return as future bonds? 
you'd want to sell in order to buy new ones, right? Correct. So looking at the 10-year, we know that a rate surprise, rate shock, people were calling it, was a big shock to the market. That's one reason. Number two, we know the China deal. We know the China trade war. China's stock market is taking a hit. We saw it before. We've seen the Shanghai. We've seen it in the Hang Seng Index taking a beating. So they're not exactly winning the trade war, let's just say. The tariffs, in a sense, are working, but again, working against who? Because our companies here, like PepsiCo, uh, PPG, have reported that they're expecting a lower guidance in their earnings due to the fact of this trade war. So not exactly the best thing to happen for us. But again, guys, stocks don't go all the way to the sky. We've had a growth now since 2007. So again, we're about 10, 11 years into this bull market, guys. What do you expect? Uh, we're at the longest period for the S&P without a correction in history, in history of the stock market. Is it sustainable? No, of course not. Mathematically, it's not gonna, it's, it's gonna, gonna fall one day. So again, that's where we are. And then of course, number three, Guidance, earnings, we're going to see if this inflation and rate hikes are going to affect the market. Again, if it costs more money for companies to borrow with bond yields being higher and interest rates going up, it's going to affect the bottom line. And it's going to affect a lot of, de- uh, of, of lending. And lending is, and credit is the lifeblood of an economy. So again, you, know, you have to raise rates, obviously, to curb inflation. But this kind of a rate shock that fast, what, 200, 200 basis points, 300 basis points? It's not exactly great. A little scary, actually, but uh, that kind of a sell-off in bonds. But again, we saw it dropped right after Friday because people were buying to stocks. We settled around 3.169% on a 10-year. Guys, historically speaking, 10-year yields are actually low. Uh, it should be around 4 to 5%, if anything, in a bull market. So that's the thing that kind of makes me nervous is the fact that the market is so sensitive to rate, to rate shock. We're so almost addicted to cheap money that I think we're still gonna have a little more of a downturn. Uh, Now, I did have a bullish call, as you know, to 30,000 in the stock market just last uh, last week. What's gonna change? What are the catalysts here? So I'm gonna give you both sides, the bull and the bear argument. So the the bull argument is twofold, actually threefold. The Federal Reserve says, okay, we're very sensitive to the rate hikes. Inflation is not that high, very relaxed on inflation, CPI, consumer price index, and PPI, producer price index has come in less than expected. Maybe we'll hold off on raising rates in December, which is the next Fed meeting. They hold off and they don't raise rates for the rest of the year. The market cheers, stocks go up. That's one. Number two, we get a China deal where we actually get a better trade deal with China. China succumbs to the pressure and they say, let's get to the negotiating table. Let's figure something out. And no more tariffs. Everyone's happy. The stock market goes up. And number three, Again, political affiliations aside, if the Republicans retain the House and retain the Senate on election night on Tuesday, the first Tuesday of November, if they retain both houses, that would be a referendum, meaning that the population in general is supportive of the president's economic policy and supportive of the administration. So again, no need to worry about uh, impeachment talk or what have you, or any blockage of confirmation for judges or cabinet members or what have you. Again, that's very bullish for the market. The market does like consistency in politics. They don't like anything crazy. So that's your three-prong bull run. Oh, number four, strong earnings, obviously, and strong guidance. That'd be, we'll leave that there for four. Let me give you the other side, the bear, the bear market argument. 
the Federal Reserve doesn't care about what anyone says, like President Trump, and says, we're going to increase interest rates because we're data dependent and we're hawkish. And they raise another 25 basis points in December. And of course, bond markets tend to sell off more. Bond yields keep going up and we'll tap to 3.5%. That's the bear market. And then the stock market is going to fall. The S&P will fall a little more. The second thing, we don't get a China deal and it gets even uglier, more rhetoric, higher tariffs. International companies are going to take a hit. And number three, the Democrats sweep the elections and they start talking about impeachment of the president and roll back tax cuts, roll back any kind of regulations that we have currently. If that's the case, those are the three prongs here. And of course, earnings. Again, political affiliations aside, if we talk more about impeachments and what have you, more scandals come out, it's going to get ugly, guys. And then again, if we start having impeachment hearings, the S&P is going to fall even further. So again, you could always hedge yourself with that, with your stock, with your stock holdings, with options puts, or you could buy the VIX, volatility index. So those are the two sides of that. Again, market craziness right now. It's one of those things that all you can do is just watch because we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I have my bullish call. I think it all works out at the end. I think the Kavanaugh uh, confirmation was a big referendum in the market, uh, in, uh, in politics, even with the testimony, what have you, and he was still confirmed. I think that the Republicans do retain the Senate. They will lose the House, in my opinion. So we'll have a split chamber of Congress. No impeachment will be done because you need the Senate to approve. And if long party lines are voted, he would stay in power, meaning President Trump. Uh, will we get a tax cut 2.0? Probably not, not with Democrats in, in the House. Uh, so may, that may hurt a bull run. Um, I still think the Federal Reserve is going to increase rates in December, personally, seeing what I see. Uh, I don't think Fed Chair Powell cares what President Trump says in regards to interest rates. He's going to stick to what he does. The Federal Reserve is an independent entity, as always stated. So again, could we get a nice bounce? Absolutely. The main thing, guys, I want you to keep an eye on is the 10-year interest rate. It's so, so key. And also look at your levels. Again, I want you to look at the 2700 level on the S&P. I think if 2700 is broken down on the SPX, it may get even uglier down to around the support level of 2560 to 2580. Again, any kind of sell-off is an opportunity for day traders. Hurts investors, but helps day traders like us. So again, guys, just do your homework. Again, no need to jump into anything. Let the market come to you. Be patient. And again, if you're a long-term investor, you're welcoming a big, big correction because you get to buy really good names at a really great price. Consider it a Black Friday sale. Christmas come in October, guys. And historically speaking, October is a pretty bad month for stocks. Remember 1987 crash? Again, that was about 31 years ago. I think it happened just a couple days ago, actually. October 11th, I believe. But either way, we'll leave it at that, guys. Great podcast, as always. Think about what I talked to you about. You know, the 10-year yields, uh, exactly deviation from the S&P. A lot of jargon, I know, but we talked about the two sides of a bull argument and the bear argument. So again, you need to see both sides. Weigh them yourself. Don't make a rash decision. Don't lose the capital you've already earned this year by making a rash decision. And, I've, and people have always said, you know, Jim Cramer has always said, no one's ever made a dime panicking. Don't panic. Again, stick to your long-term goals. Stick to your short-term goals. You know what you're trying to do here. Again, if you want to buy stocks at a cheap price, you welcome a sell-off. And again, if you're an options trader or a day trader, you welcome this kind of volatility because you're going to make that money. So again, keep an eye on the news. Stay well-informed as always. 
and we'll keep you up to date as well. Appreciate you guys as always. This is Carlos Garcia, founder and CEO of JR Capital. We'll catch you for uh, next time's podcast and we'll put a poll up to make sure that uh, we'll talk, we'll figure out what you want to discuss. Again, this is your podcast. This is your show. What do you want to talk about? Let me know as always, JR Capital on Instagram and all of our social media platforms. Have a great rest of your weekend, guys. We'll catch you guys for the market open on Monday. Catch you guys soon.